For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Hey everybody, I'm Zach. And I'm Jesse. And you're watching Tesla Time News. Episode 313. On Now You Know. We're brought to you, as always, by our amazing Patreon patrons. To help support us bring you independent news every week, head over to patreon.com slash now you know. There's a lot of really cool perk levels that you can join and get some really cool perks. Today's show is sponsored by Extra. Extra is the first debit card that lets you build credit and earn rewards. Now, I don't think a lot of people understand how important having a good credit score is. Yeah, your credit score is like this secret thing that nobody talks about or explains to you, but it is so important for so many things in life. Yeah, like if you want to buy an EV or rent an apartment or buy a house without a good credit score, all these things are either way more expensive or sometimes impossible. And for many people, it's the chicken and the egg problem. You want to build your credit score, but you can't get a credit card to do that because you don't have a good credit score. And a lot of people don't want to get a credit card at all because they don't want to worry about debt. So how does extra work? Users connect Extra to their bank with no credit check. When you swipe your Extra card, Extra pays for the purchase and then pays themselves back from your bank account the next business day. And there's no interest? Exactly, no interest. At the end of the month, Extra tallies up your payments and reports them to credit bureaus. Building credit with a debit card, yes please. And I didn't even get to the best part. What's that? With Extra, you earn up to 1% redeemable reward points for every purchase you make. So don't wait. Sign up for Extra today and start building your credit with a debit card. Yes, a debit card. So there was this story in Electrek about stacks of battery packs spotted inside Giga Texas. Yeah, drone pilot Joe Tegmeyer caught them while doing his routine flybys, and Fred from Electrek conjectures that they are structural 4680 packs. First of all, I'm not sure that that's true. I mean, couldn't these just be regular Model 3 and Y packs? But Zach, look closely. Yeah, YSB. YSB. Model Y, structural, structural battery. battery, huh? Wow, okay. All right, and plus, you're right. In the middle of the pack, I hadn't noticed it before, but that's different than a regular pack, so that is a structural pack. Okay, so let's just say that they are 4680 packs. I counted around 300 or so packs. Nice. That's not a lot, though, to be honest. I mean, that's about like one day's worth of production line. Hmm. So what I'm wondering here is, first of all, why are they in front of a window? If you look at Gigafactory for a second, there's some nice big windows. It's one of the largest buildings on Earth. Okay. But there's plenty of places in the building you could put them without any windows. Sure. Why are they right up in front of the windows with the YSB right there? Is that uh, for a reason or is it just coincidence? Coincidence? I think not. Maybe, you know what? If I made this battery pack and I was proud of it, That's what you put I'd want to show it off too. And I'd go, hey, Elon, can we uh, make a, a day where everyone comes and looks at the battery pack? And he says, no, get back to work. And I go, all right, fine. But I know that Joe Tegmeyer flies his drone around here every day and he'll fly right by these windows. So if I want people to see my amazing work, I'll put them right by the window. Second question, though, okay. is they're in these wood packing crates. And it seems like if you made them there at Giga Texas, why wouldn't you just stack them without putting them in these labeled wooden crates? Isn't that if you're going to ship them somewhere else? You'd have fully enclosed crates if you were shipping them somewhere else. I thought maybe they're going to ship them to like Giga Berlin for like testing because they're already building cars there with the structural pack. You can't just leave these packs loose. This isn't like, you know, the battery drawer in your kitchen mm. where you open the drawer and it's just <laughs> batteries everywhere. You don't want that in a gigafactory. True. Okay. So I think that these are to store them before they get used. I mean, either way, I'm just not sure that this is a story. I mean, this is kind of what we go through every week. Most stories that cross our desk are unsubstantiated and not really worth reporting. There are a lot of fun to talk about, though. This could also just be Tesla having fun. I mean, putting them in the windows, or it could be that these are packs that don't really work well and they're 
they're going to be sent off to be recycled. Like, right. We just don't know. But we should definitely put it out to our patrons okay. uh, to kind of guess what's going on oh, with these packs. Okay. So we'll do a poll and we'll see what people think towards the end of the show. So stick around. Okay. Also spotted by our eye in the sky, Joe Tegmeyer, is the cathode facility over at Giga Texas. And it's massive. Yeah. It is hard to get a good sense of scale at Giga Texas since everything's... Giga in Texas. But now my question is, is this the cathode plant that Drew Baglino was talking about at Battery Day? Quote, we're going to go and start building our own cathode facility in North America and leveraging all the North American resources that exist for nickel and lithium. And just doing that, just localizing our cathode supply chain in production, we can reduce all the miles traveled by all the materials that end up in the cathode by 80%. Well, we don't know, but I would say, yes, this is probably what he was talking about, because when he talked about it at the time, they hadn't really broken ground yet. And now they have. And so I feel like this is it. But this does make our other theory confusing. Do you think we should tell him our theory? I think so. It's time. Okay. We've been refraining from reporting on rumors about where the next Gigafactory will be built here on Tesla Time News. There have been so many stories about where this might be crossing our desk, but honestly, most of them were pretty weak. But I have to say, I now think there's a lot of indications that Tesla may be planning to build their next Gigafactory in Montreal, Canada. Okay, so what leads you to this conclusion? Okay, well, not only did Elon hint at it during the company-wide meeting a few months ago, and then again joked about it at the recent shareholder meeting. Where should we build it? Okay, we've got a lot lot of Canada's. Uh... (laughs) But there have been credible reports that Tesla officials have been visiting cities in Quebec province and lobbying the Canadian government for incentives. And now this week, I think we have more evidence to make this case. Are you talking about Tesla's visits to mining company Valet in Sudbury, Ontario, where Tesla has signed a deal for nickel? Yes. And Tesla also visited our favorite graphite mine, Nouveau Monde Graphite in Saint-Michel-de-Saint, Quebec. The two sites are about nine hours or 800 kilometers apart. And you might be like, well, that's really far apart. But that's nothing compared to getting your battery materials from like the other side of the world. Right. If you can get most of your battery materials locally, and I should add mined in a much more environmentally friendly way, you can dramatically lower your costs and reduce the chances of supply chain issues because shipping is no longer such a big deal. Yeah. And the final news piece that I think to me points to Quebec province as the location for Tesla's next gigafactory is this. This is a job posting on Tesla's website for a recruiter in Quebec. And not just a recruiter, but a high volume recruiter. Tesla has listed for a position like this before in both Texas and Berlin before they announced both those gigafactory locations. So what do you think? Are we right? Could Tesla be planning its next gigafactory in Canada? Or could this just be Tesla looking for battery materials processing sites? Right, because, I mean, it doesn't necessarily have to be for a gigafactory. You're right. It could be for a battery plant. Or is this a misdirect so that they, you know, uh, are just throwing everyone off? (laughs) I don't think it needs to be a misdirect. I don't know. It's more fun to think that way. Comment below what you think, and we'll see what our patrons say uh, in this week's second poll. We had two polls this week. And you can join that poll, by the way, by going to patreon.com slash and joining for just $2 a month. You'll help support this show and you'll get access to all of our Patreon bonus stories every week. And I'm looking forward to what our patrons say because they're usually right. And if you like Gigafactories, hit the like button. It really helps out the show. But to complicate this, Tesla has just applied for a permit at the Fremont factory in California for a, quote, new battery manufacturing equipment line. All right, so is it manufacturing batteries or is the line making battery manufacturing equipment. Right. This is where English kind of fails us. But most everywhere that I read, they thought that they were making battery cells. However, the slated cost of the project is only $1.5 million. $1 million. Which is minuscule compared to almost any other battery cell production facility I've ever heard of where we're usually talking in the multiple billions of dollars. And I mean, last we heard from a lot of analysts, wasn't Fremont packed as it is? I mean, do they even have room for a battery line? And isn't Tesla's Cato Road battery R&D facility literally down the road from the Fremont factory? I mean, why do you need to have a battery line in Fremont factory? It's packed. This isn't enough money for a battery cell line. I'm going to push back here on you. I I think that Cato is where they develop the line. Sure. When they've got it to like version one or version two, like a steady state, they then export that out to the gigafactories. Yeah. And I think they want a factory in 
all the factories. So Fremont being one of the giga factories, that should be one of the places for it. Now you say 1.5 million isn't a lot of money. I got to push back on that as well. I agree with you. When you're building a factory, 1.5 million is nothing. But when you already have a factory and you're just building some walls and some HVAC and moving some things around, one and a half million dollars is plenty of money to do that. But wouldn't that mean also the machines and the stations? But this is just the building permit part. I don't know that there aren't going to be further building permits for other things. I I think this is putting that line in at Fremont. I don't know. I I have no faith in that whatsoever. Next time you're doing like a Tesla factory tour in Fremont, people, tell us what you see. Yeah, it's on the second floor. You'd never get to go. I'm just asked to go to the bathroom and get lost. But yeah, comment down below what you think. I mean, this is, again, just kind of conjecture. It's fun to talk about, but we really don't have a lot of puzzle pieces here. And speaking of Tesla hiring, we noticed some new job postings for Tesla's career page for technicians for the Tesla Semi service program. Yeah, this is really good news that points to the rollout of the Tesla Semi. Yeah, Tesla says we are looking for experienced service technicians to support the growth of the Semi service program. Our goal is to find experienced technicians looking to take their careers to the next level. They will be supporting product and service development as well as being the first technicians to provide an in-person service to our new customers. So the five locations are listed here. Um, So this gives us a really good idea about where the first semi-trucks will be delivered. Where are you going? Wait, we have the show to do. Where are you going? I know, but I have to move to California if we're going to get one of the first semi-trucks. We're high on the list, but Tesla's obviously not going to ship them to us here in Massachusetts. But wait, 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 but the 500 mile range truck with no load, it might be able to make it in one charge all the way to California. Oh, okay. So you're saying pick it up <laughs> in California and then just drive it back here? Even without any superchargers, I think we'd make it. Worst case, we stop somewhere along the way and for, we charge for, for, for one night. No, we charge for a month and then we keep going. (laughs) There were so many concerned analysts over the past few weeks as Tesla was forced to shut down its Shanghai Gigafactory for a few weeks due to COVID and because of some of the supply chain issues there. But Tesla took advantage of the shutdown and upgraded the factory to enable Tesla to achieve a run rate of a million vehicles per year. And it must be working because we now have the latest numbers from the China Passenger Car Association. Tesla sold about 77,000 made-in-China vehicles in August, up from the 28,000 they were able to produce in July due to the shutdowns. More importantly, Tesla's year-over-year numbers were up 74%. So Tesla's delivery times for the popular base Model Y in China went from four to eight weeks to just one to four weeks. Now, is this because of a drop in demand as some auto analysts are claiming? Or is it because Tesla has increased production? Tell us what you think in the comments below. I think it's increased production, but I don't know. So it appears that Tesla engineers have brought the whole Tesla sexy lineup to Dubai to test the vehicles in extreme heat. They said on Instagram, our field quality engineers head to Dubai at the hottest time of the year for extreme heat and durability testing. Temperatures reach over 122 degrees Fahrenheit, 50 degrees Celsius. Well, maybe XE. XE? I I don't see any Model S's. Okay, so why is Tesla doing this? I mean, shouldn't this have been done a while ago before these cars were ever produced? Well, my guess is that this is testing new battery cell configurations to see how they fare in extreme heat, both charging, driving them hard, cooling, etc. Oh, I see. So this might be the new 4680 and the BYD blade cell battery tech that they're testing out to see how they do. Possibly. We don't know. There's a lot of conjecturing going on this week. Maybe it's a vacation for all these guys. It could be. Or maybe they were bad and this is their punishment. You're going (laughs) into the desert. I hope the air conditioning works. Maybe they're testing out Model Y cooled seats because, I mean, this is something that is coming and what a better place to test it than Dubai Hmm. in summer. All right. So have you heard about this? Have you seen this? Have you heard about this? Tesla is adding a $100 fee for people who cancel or reschedule their service within 24 hours. Black Model 3 tweeted out, totally disagree with this new policy from Tesla. It is not like they have a lack of work. Crazy demand for service visits. So if I rescheduled, it's not like they won't have anything to do. Not throwing away $100 for an in-warranty trim piece. Okay, so I just don't understand why Tesla's doing this. Not showing up doesn't cost them any money. So, I mean, I I have a theory for this. Oh, okay, let's hear your theory. I think that since in some places the wait time for a service appointment is in the multiple weeks, that some owners may have made a little note on their calendars to make and then cancel or reschedule a floating service appointment that they don't need yet. A floating service appointment, what, so like in anticipation for needing service? Yeah, it was something that I had thought of a while back. I mean, I wasn't going to act on it, but basically when I was waiting a month to get something fixed on my car, I was like, man, if I had just like put in a service request, 
and then canceled it the day of, if anything bad had happened during that time, I would have had a much earlier service appointment. Oh, you mean just everything's going fine for you, but you just put in a service request? Yeah, I mean, because if I'm going to be waiting a month, I mean, it only takes a few people to kind of <laughs> make this system really bad. But that way, on average, they're only going to have like a two week waiting period instead of a month waiting period. But that would like completely mess up the scheduling system for Tesla service centers. Yeah. And I think this might be why Tesla is implementing fees. But I obviously there's a logical explanation. I mean, I kind of like your theory, but I think they might just want to have the service base booked as solid as possible. And people who cancel at the last minute mess up staying at full capacity. But this is obviously not a very popular policy. Yeah, I mean, I hate dealerships, but I've never heard of a cancellation fee. Right. I mean, some like doctors have it, uh, but it's almost never a hundred dollars. Like even if you're like, oh, just kidding, <coughs> I'm feeling better. You're like it's like I don't know, twenty five, forty five dollars to go to the doctor to see a doctor. You know, who went to doctor school. But I mean, I think that this just kind of highlights that Tesla is still in a real service crunch. Yeah, but pissing off customers isn't going to solve anything. Right, because I mean, rescheduling the day of usually means waiting another month. They won't pencil you in the next day. So if you scheduled an appointment and then something came up, there's already a pretty big disincentive for you to cancel. And I mean, and lots of people are wondering if Tesla ought to give a $100 credit when they reschedule on people. Yeah, I don't think that this is really a good move for Tesla, especially on such an already contentious issue with owners. And I mean, Tesla's moved me around many times over the years, and I've never gotten like a $100 credit. So there's no incentive for them to. I, I never even get a loaner car. So right. it, and, well, and, but like you were promised loaner cars. Right. Yeah, I don't get them anymore. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Aren't you a VIP? Yeah. But no. But no. No. That stands for a very irritated person. <laughs> so Tesla has added audio clips to the owner's manual. What do you mean audio clips? Oh, did they get Stephen Fry to read the, the Tesla manual? In order to navigate to a supercharger location, simply type in your address and you'll be shipped immediately away. Well, uh, that would be great. But I think what it is, is Tesla said that while your Tesla is incredibly quiet, it is not completely silent. There are some sounds your vehicle makes as part of its normal daily operation and are not a cause for concern. So like, for instance, Tesla says when your vehicle is parked, especially outside on a hot day, you may hear a humming or slight ticking sound from the front of the vehicle near the front trunk. And I mean, how am I supposed to know what that means? So they embedded the sounds in the manual so you can hear them like this or this or this. Interesting. So, I mean, my car makes all those noises. Hang on. I'm a film composer and uh, I love to find new sound libraries. Yeah. I feel like this is a cool <laughs> sound library. I think we could make something with this. Okay. Uh, Bobby, Bobby, can you put this together into a, uh, a song for us? Hey. All right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So VW's new CEO, Oliver Bloom, who just took the reins from departing CEO Herbert Deese, has apparently made some very positive EV statements. And this is great. But hang on. Bloom is a Porsche guy, having been their CEO since 2015. And I don't know if I'd call his statements positive. Here's, okay. here's what he said. I am a fan of e-mobility and I stand by this path. We will keep the current pace and, where possible, increase it. Mm. So that's not really, that's not, that's not like, and th we're going to be pushing forward. That's like, that's like, yeah, everything that we were doing was cool. And like, yeah, if, if we can make it better, we okay, will. But hang, but hang on, hang on. There's headlines saying that it's it's positive. Look at it. He, he has a 10-point plan to boost sales in 10 markets, all while cutting costs. Cutting costs. Look, I, I've driven the ID4. OK, they cut a lot of costs with that <laughs> suspension system. OK, and and look, it's a as as uh, Sandy Monroe said, it's a great taxi car. You know, if you don't care about driving, that's fine. I just think compared to the Model Y, sure, it, sure, it's cheaper um, and sure, maybe it's uh, cheaper for VW to make so they can maybe eke out a profit. I just don't think that staying the current course and looking for cost cutting is exactly what Volkswagen needs right now. Yeah, there's so many stories out there. And I know you're all screaming at us right now that we're crazy. Like VW is about to catch up with Tesla and all that. I really don't feel it. I think that they might have been able to catch up with Tesla. Oh, definitely. If, if the if they if, kept Herbert Deese. And if the Porsche family was not the crazy people that they are and actually listen to Herbert Deese. Look, I mean, this is like, Herbert Deese, you're our only hope. And then, you know, Herbert Deese shows up and he's like, I'm here with the false. And they're just like, what? Get out of here, Herbert. We don't need your help. It's good, it's fine. 
Yeah. And unfortunately, I was hoping that Herbert could move on to like Tesla or something. But the more I've been thinking about it, mm. I don't know if that's going to happen. Look, and I really appreciate Herbert Deese for this. He was pushing as hard as he could. Oh. He fell on his sword to help VW. But I mean, Oliver Bloom is a company guy. Like he's just... He has been a VW guy since day one. Right. And I just, I he hasn't been in any kind of electric stuff i mean sure the tycon is a an electric car and it's cool but we're talking numbers here and they're just not producing enough so i yeah i think this is another nail in the coffin for vw i know time is going to tell but i think you're going to rewind to this episode and see that we're right yeah and i mean maybe they don't go to business but they're not going to grow like they would have under stellantis vw (laughs) i want to thank cybertruck owners club for helping to sponsor this episode check out their website for cybertruck news discussions and community for cybertruck enthusiasts and future owners there you'll find a crowdsource reservation tracker that you can update and find your place in line. So as you know, we have a Rivian R1T all electric pickup truck and Zach and I have been running it through its paces, doing in-depth videos about how it charges, its range, towing and features. But over on now, let's review our sister channel. Ethan also reviewed the R1T to give you a different perspective on what it's like to drive an electric pickup truck. Yeah, Ethan does a great job going through all the stats and features and then taking us along for a spirited drive to discuss how the Rivian handles. So go check it out. I think you'll enjoy it. While you're there, check out some of the other videos where our team reviews so many e-mobility products and now we're expanding the lineup of products too. So we need your help. So head over there after watching TTN and comment on some of the reviews about what you'd like us to review. By watching, subscribing, and liking, you can help us to grow Now Let's Review into a channel that covers even more. So speaking of Rivian, our Rivian just got its latest over-the-air software update. All right, well, what's in it? Okay, well, here's CEO RJ Scaringe explaining. So we've got a new mode, we're calling it camp mode, and this is gonna be in the next over-the-air update, and it allows the vehicle to adjust everything from the noise levels, so we have a courtesy mode, you can completely turn the displays off, you can manage the energy so the vehicle goes into more of a deep sleep. There's awesome floodlights in the mirrors that can light up the, the campsite. But uh, as a quick teaser, probably the coolest feature is an auto leveling feature where we can, if you're sitting in the vehicle or camping in the vehicle or slipping in the back and it's sitting crooked because you're on a hill, uh, the suspension auto levels. And I'm gonna do that right now. So ready to level and here we go. And it's hard to see in a video, but the vehicle is becoming level as we sit on this. And it's very, very cool. Uh, I don't really get it. I don't get it. Yeah, it wasn't wasn't quite clear what the whole leveling <laughs> thing was about. Um, you can't see it here because it's a dirty windshield and we're in a truck. So you know what? Um, we've got the R1T as well. So let's go check it out ourselves. All right. So as you're seeing here, we drove the Rivian onto slightly inclined ground mm-hmm. and we put a level on it. So you can see. Nice. And uh, we started it off on level. Mm-hmm. We put it into the mode and uh, we got it to level up. Nice. And it, it did do it. How long did it take? So the first time on pretty level ground, what you'd probably experience at most campsites, it took about a minute. Okay. But then we drove it onto a slightly worse, um, like as far as we thought it could go, mm-hmm. and it took four and a half minutes. Okay. But I mean, you are camping. You're camping, and I mean, it did work. I mean, as you can see here from the levels, it was like almost spot on. It was almost good enough to build on. That's awesome. And you can see in the back that the suspension is like, you've never seen a truck like that. Yeah. Like, that's pretty cool to see. But I will say this, when we were done and we were ready to drive away, like we were going out to dinner or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, we put into drive, a little warning screen popped up and said like, hang on, we got to level the truck. We, we ignored that, of course. And uh, it would only let us drive at five miles an hour. And you might be like, well, who cares? But it took about 90 seconds for it to finally get the truck so that it would drive normal. And here's my argument. If you know this up front, that's okay. Mm-hmm. But let's say you're at a campsite and you get attacked by a bear and you have to drive to the hospital really quick. If it takes 90 seconds to get up to speed, like, first of all, will you be able to get away from the bear? And secondly, uh, I don't know. I just I feel like there should be more of a warning about that. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely bad for emergencies. I feel like there needs to be like a manual override, mm. you know, in the movies where it's like the, the computer is like warning damage taken to navigation system. And they're like manual override, <laughs> you know, whatever they're well, going to do. Speaking of manual override, when we were updating, you know how it takes, you know, a few minutes, usually in a Tesla to update. Yeah. Here it took 80 minutes, and during that 80 minutes, guess what? The R1T is a brick. She's a brick. You can't drive it. Can't drive it. So if you were blocking someone in for 80 minutes, that <laughs> truck ain't going anywhere. 80 minutes, huh? 80 minutes. And look, 
I know these are computers on wheels. I know they have to update, but like that's for a lot of newbie EV drivers. They may not think about that and be like, I'm going to update it this morning while I get my coffee. And then it's like, honey, I need to go to work. Or you're like, hey, uh, boss. Uh, yeah, I'm going to be a little late this morning. Uh, my truck needed an update. Um, so I'm stuck excuse. at Starbucks. Um, okay. Yeah. But look, I mean, it's got a it's It a felt a little rushed. It felt like it was rushed out for the Labor Day weekend to me. Oh, for the camping? I, yeah, because okay. I feel like um, it just took way too long to level. Like, why doesn't it just say, okay, what's the low point? What's the high point? And then just do... Instead, it was like... Yeah, control mechanisms are hard. I will grant them that. But I do think that the getting out of the leveled mode because i mean like obviously you're like on an incline it and felt then you, weird and then you drive off and it's like it felt if weird. you drove faster than five miles an hour you could easily crash the truck right so it just doesn't let you but what i do think they could do is just open all the valves mm. and just go down I to totally lo low level totally agree um and then you'd be basically in sport mode there's probably some reason why you can't do that comment below if you know what it is yeah i, I don't know so i love being proven right uh, what are you talking about? Tesla's virtual power plant. We've been talking about it for years, about how the future of power grids will be VPPs. Yeah, we just reported last week on Tesla's VPP in California and how it has like 1,500 homes all contributing their home's power walls to the virtual power plant. Well, that was last week. Now Tesla has over 3,500 homes contributing over 50 megawatt hours of battery capacity. And why wouldn't you join? Since each time the grid needs to use your power, Powerwall owners are getting paid about $2 per kilowatt hour. What? Yeah, that's between $10 and $60 per event. <laughs> yes, the cheek. Just for letting the grid use your Powerwalls for a couple hours. Yep. I do it here in Massachusetts with National Grid. They've been using my power walls all summer to help reduce peak loads during hot days. And California has been having some super hot days lately. That's right. Uh, when it's hot, more people, of course, run their AC and the grids have a hard time keeping up. And as Tesla's VPP in California grows at a rate of about 400 power walls per week, by the way, it can supply more power to the grid. Wait, so this graph is showing that during event number one on August 1st, Tesla's VPP supplied a peak of around 16 megawatts. And then a month later, it peaked at over 20 megawatts. The VPP is growing. <laughs> so if you have power walls and live in California on the PG&E or the Southern California Edison grid, sign up for Tesla's VPP and get paid to help stabilize the grid. Yeah. This is really cool. That's awesome. Yeah. What a win-win. So the prices of the Mercedes-Benz EQS SUV have just been released. All right. Let's do some shopping. All right. Huh? All right let's see. The EQS 450 plus SUV is... How much? $104,400. Yep. Oh, but that's the that's the premium. Um, where's the base price? No, 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 no. That is the base price. It goes premium, uh -huh. exclusive, and then pinnacle. Okay, so one hundred four thousand starting. Um, what do we get for that? Well, it comes with driver assistance package, heated and ventilated front seats, leather upholstery, power tilt, sliding panorama roof, twenty inch wheels, uh, twenty one inch on the EQS five eighty. Burnmester 3D sound system with sound personalization and Dolby Atmos, 10 degree rear axle steering, 64 color ambient lighting, parking package with surround view system. No, I more meant like range, charging speed, battery size. Oh, well, uh, the base model is rear wheel drive. It has 108 uh, kilowatt hour battery for about 300 miles of EPA range. Seat seven charges at 200 kilowatts and should have a zero to 60 of about seven seconds. Of course, you could spend more and get more luxury and performance. Wow, up to $132,000? Well, I mean, compare this to a Model X. Well, yeah, I mean, the Model X starts at $121,000. Um, but I could get a Model S Plaid instead of the Pinnacle, but then it's not an SUV. Yeah, I mean, I don't personally care about all the stupid interior luxury stuff that they pack into the Mercedes, but at least for the price, you're getting something in line with the benchmark for a luxury EV SUV. Although I would sorely miss the supercharger network. Um, when is the EQS SUV coming out? Apparently it'll be out this fall. Wow. Uh, well, if any of you end up getting one, please send us a review. I'd love to see how it does and what yeah, you think. Yeah, or if you're in the area, New England, uh, invite us to go for a ride. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to crap on it. Um, I am impressed by the range and, and seat seven and sure. all that. It's not the best looking car, in my opinion, but um, to each their own, to each their own. Some people love Mercedes. But I do think, yeah, in that price range, I would go Tesla. 
I think so, just for the supercharger network. Exactly. And like for the zero is, to 60. This is one of those things that it just doesn't register till you get it. We have non-Teslas and Teslas. And when we're about to go for a long ride, we always go Tesla because yeah. if you go non-Tesla, then you're relying on a charging network that's just not up to speed yet. Yeah, you're kind of playing, kind of playing charger roulette. All right, this is exciting. The Polestar 6 just sold out in a week. 500 for $25,000 down. CEO Thomas Ingenlath announced the high interest from our customers shows that a stunning electric roadster like Polestar 6 has high relevance in the sports car arena. The open top plus electric combination is clearly one that appeals to even the most diehard petrol heads. So this is going to come in an exclusive sky blue exterior and they'll be numbered one through 500 to mark their limited production run. Following the first 500 launch editions, Polestar will begin production of regular versions of the Polestar 6 Roadster. Okay, okay, but hang on. So should we get one? No, no, hang on, hang on. It's going to come out in 2026. 2026. And it's going to cost $200,000. Oh, I didn't know about that. And do, do you know what else is going to be out by then? Do you know what? Do you know what else is going to be up with it? Something, something similar in twenty twenty six. Something similar. What's coming in twenty twenty six? Oh, probably before then. Tesla Roadster two point Oh yeah, zero the, to sixty in under two seconds. That's true. If you had your choice between the 600 two, six hundred miles of range, probably more. Who knows? That is true. Let's just put this. Think SpaceX about SpaceX package. No, I, I'm, I get. The, yeah, now that I'm thinking about it, three years later comes this other Polestar Roadster, which isn't gonna even match it. I mean, like it's a, it's good. It looks good. It looks good. I'll give it that. Sure. Sure. But uh, compared but like, to the Tesla Roadster. It's... This is this is like, you know, getting the the wrong gaming console and you're like, oh, it's not the I, one I want. I do think that these companies and they do their sold outs and it's 500. It's like you can sell $25,000 <laughs> down. Yeah, you can sell 500 of anything to rich people, you know. That's true. They like being different. That's true. You know, no, and I think that that's what they're kind of banking on here for $200,000 each. Oh. Uh uh, I mean, look, I mean, it's in the Tesla Roadster. Did it do the exact same thing? Yes. Did it do it on a bigger scale with a faster car and is going to be bigger in my opinion? I I think so. I yeah. don't think that there's going to, I don't know, debate me in the comments We're, below. Do you really think that the Polestar 6 is going to hold up versus the, the Tesla Roadster? Let's find out in 2026. <laughs> All right. We only have to wait uh, <laughs> four years. Great. So disclaimer, Zach and I are shareholders in Aptera, uh, and we are not financial advisors, and this is not financial advice. Let's go. Yeah. Uh, Aptera, the three-wheeled solar-powered EV auto company in Southern California, has just announced that they are reopening investments to get more capital as they push to get to volume production by next year. We interviewed the co-CEOs, Chris Anthony and Steve Fambro, and had them join us on our Now You Know Investor Club. And if you're like, I hear you guys talking about your investor club, but what is it? How do I join? It's easy. Uh, just head over to our Patreon. Link is down below. Join us at the $10 level and you'll get access to all of our Investor Club bonus stories, our Investor Club Slack, where our 1,800 members are sharing investment knowledge right now. We also have exclusive interviews with founders and CEOs. And I'm going to be discussing whether I'm going to invest in this latest round at $10.50 a share. Yeah, the share price is up from $9.20, which was the price we paid during their last $40 million crowdfunding round. Um, I was going to ask you if you were investing, but I guess uh, I'll find out too. And if you want to reserve an Aptera, use our link below to save you $30 on your reservation. So we'll see some of you over on our Now You Know Investor Club bonus story this week. So French auto insurance company AXA Insurance released this video last week claiming that a Tesla Model S could flip and catch on fire. I, this is such a crazy story. This, okay, so this was sent out a couple weeks ago as a news story by AXA, like in a press release. Okay. And we were like going to run it as a story like, oh my God, Teslas can flip over and catch on fire. And then we looked at the video and like, uh, it looks like they're launching it. But luckily, German news organization 24 Auto found that AXA insurance completely faked the crash by pulling the vehicle to launch and then activating pyrotechnics to fake a fire. 
Here's what they say. The alleged crash test by AXA Insurance is increasingly turning out to be a show event without any real gain in knowledge. As the company admitted at the request of 24 Auto, there were no batteries in the tested vehicles. According to the press office, demonstrating a battery fire would have been too dangerous due to the guests present, which is why the battery cells of the electric cars were removed before the tests. With the same reasoning, the insurance company had also ignited the fire of a tested Tesla Model S with pyrotechnics itself. Oh, and by the way, it's a six-year-old Model S. So why would they do this? Well, the entire crash test showcase was part of AXA's promotion of a report where they claimed that electric vehicles cause more collisions with damage. They said, a look at the AXA statistics show that drivers of electric cars cause 50% more collisions with damage to their own vehicles than those of conventional combustion engines. Drivers of high-performance electric cars cause more than twice as much damage to themselves through collisions as those of standard combustion vehicles. Okay, I mean, that may be true, but why did they need to make a flip ramp, pack a car with pyrotechnics, and then pull it with a Model X to flip it and then light it on fire? This should be a real highlight to consumers, but not in the way that they must have intended. I'm sure they're losing customers left and right. I mean, as they should. What a scummy thing to do. Well, AXA has since issued an apology, which is a bit too long to read. We'll put it up on screen here. Uh, not a good one. Basically, they're saying that everyone is taking this out of context, but that they should have been more explicit in their press release, but also that they should have chosen a different situation. I, I think it was pretty obvious what they were trying to show. I mean, it looks like like propaganda, like freaking North Korean propaganda. Yeah, I. I don't know why they thought they weren't going to get caught, and I don't know what they were trying to prove. <laughs> I think that almost anyone who's a fan of Tesla and is a customer of theirs is going to seriously reconsider whether they should be a customer of theirs. Because basically, uh, they're saying, oh, we think that electric cars are unsafe. If my insurance company thinks that electric cars are unsafe, then they're going to raise my premiums. Right. I'm going to go to a different insurance company. Why would you choose this insurance company if they're like, well, and to prove that it's unsafe, we made a completely fake situation just to show people who showed up to our dumb event. And here's the problem. I'm sorry, but in this day and age, there's so many people who don't critically think. And I know. so on their social media feeds, if they see this little clip of a Tesla flipping over and catching on fire, they're going to go, oh, my God, I knew it was true. Yeah. And we don't need that. And it's fake. It's totally fake. You can do this to any vehicle. Like you can put pyrotechnics <laughs> on anything. It's like they were shooting a movie and then forgot to tell everyone that it was a movie. It had no batteries in it. They had it's, to pull it. I mean, come on. Ridiculous. Hey, and if you want to share the story with your friends and family, but you don't want to share the entire episode, go to our Now You Know Clips channel where we cut these into little bite-sized shareable clips. So if you live in Germany but miss being invited to the GigaFest Berlin opening celebration, you might be interested in this next story. Yeah, Tesla is holding a community event about 10 minutes away from Giga Berlin this upcoming Sunday on September 11th from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. Everyone is invited this time for free food and drinks, test drives of the Model Y made at Giga Berlin, and even kids can drive the Model S radio flyer toy cars. Tesla employees will be on hand hosting information booths on a variety of topics, including factory logistics, road and rail infrastructure and impacts on traffic, reforestation, water supply, environmental protection, battery cell production and more. OK, but this isn't the same as the opening party at Giga Berlin where people got to tour the factory. Right. I know um, you're right. But remember, those invitations were limited before. Now the entire community can attend and learn more. And I think Tesla is being really smart here. If you were in the area before and you were either one of those people who was like, well, I don't know anything about Tesla or. You're one of those people who's like, well, they're never going to build a factory in mm. Germany in the next 10 years. Mm. Um, now that the factory's built, you might be like, oh, but this is real. I want to find out more. And if Tesla can get butts and seats and get them to experience what Teslas are all about, mm -hmm. this might change their minds about like applying for work at Giga Berlin. I hope they have like 100 Model Ys for, for just test drives, because I think that that is going to excite people more than almost anything else. Do you think that this is a recruiting event? I think so. I think the whole point of this is to make sure that people know that they're being good, you know, neighbors and mm -hmm. also that you can work here. And then even if the people going aren't going to work there, it's going to be like they'll tell know, their friends and family and someone's going to be. Like, well, what do you think about that? Oh, I went there. It was awesome. I got to ride them all. Why? Yeah. Cool thing I've ever done. <laughs> All right, it's time for Into the Future, sponsored by our friends at Henson Shaving. And just a reminder, you can get 100 free blades if you order a Henson Shaver and use the code NOWYOUKNOW at checkout. Into the future. So there are many people 
who don't follow space and rocket topics. I'm not sure why. To me, it's one of the most exciting areas that us humans work on. Many people just don't know that NASA now works with private companies to continue our exploration of space. One such company is called SpaceX. Oh, yeah. I think I might have heard about it. A billionaire named Elon Musk started it, right? That's right. <laughs> anyway, NASA just awarded our favorite space company another five crew launch contracts worth $1.4 billion. SpaceX will now be bringing human crews to the International Space Station until 2030. This brings the number of NASA contracts awarded to SpaceX to 14 contracts worth $4.9 billion. So far this year, SpaceX has successfully launched their Falcon 9 39 times. Our buddy Eric Berger just tweeted at Elon. SpaceX launched its 39th rocket of 2022 last night from Vandenberg Space Force Base. The company has now launched a Falcon 9 every 6.2 days this year, putting them on pace for a total of 55 to 60. I've heard the company's goal is 100 orbital flights next year. Elon said, yeah, aiming for up to 100 flights next year. Is that insane or what? That's pretty nuts. Yeah, especially since... Nobody knows about it. Nobody cares. No. Nobody thinks about it. No one talks about it. Nobody. It's never in the news. Ask your friends <laughs> about Starlink. I'll hey, bet have you seen the? Did you see the latest Starlink <laughs> launch? And they'd be like, "Oh, is that a big thing?" And you're like, "No, is that a new movie?" You say, "Oh, you missed this week's one." It's okay. It'll there'll be another one next right. week if you missed this. Do they week's. put like one satellite on each <laughs> rocket? All right, it's time for Going Green, sponsored by EcoWare. And boy, your Moondewares have been selling really well. Yes. I think you need to uh, fashion model them. Uh, no, because we didn't hit the 15,000 likes last well, episode. Can we lower it to 10,000 for this episode? No. How about, how about 12 and a half? Okay. 12 and a half thousand likes this episode of Model the Underwear. I don't think people want to see it. And you know what? <laughs> I completely understand. And that's okay. Okay. That's but, okay. But it is pretty cool. It's a, it's freaking hilarious. <laughs> um, I have mine now and uh, I. Are you wearing them now? Not at this <laughs> precise moment. I showed up to work today. This is the first day that we had them. I wasn't going to change my underwear at work. I think if you're one of the astronauts flying on Artemis 2 or Ooh, 3, you need these. That's fun. I mean, come on. That's fun. And if you want to get yours, you can head over to ecoware.us. All right. So we've reported on the Swedish electric boat startup before. It's called Exshore. I remember they released the Elex 8000 electric boat. Um, it had really cool specs with a 126 kilowatt hour battery and a built in swim platform. Um, but it cost three hundred and twenty nine thousand dollars, which I'm sure by boat standards isn't a lot. But for my budget, it, it is. Well, now Exshore has unveiled their next model, the Exshore One. It's slightly smaller at 21 feet, but it still has the swim platform. The battery is about half the size at 63 kilowatt hours for a range of about 50 nautical miles at slower speeds. Top speed of 30 knots with a 125 kilowatt motor. It can charge 20 to 80 percent in 90 minutes with a 22.5 kilowatt charger, but uh, it can charge faster if you have a faster charger. It's so like 50 minutes with a 45 kilowatt charger. You can choose between a can or an open top. And here's the thing. Prices start at just $139,000. Oh, I mean, that is way cheaper. Way cheaper. And I mean, electric boats are important because as Extra points out, in just 50 hours on the water, boats this size can produce emissions comparable to more than seven round trips between New York and Central Europe by airplane. And deliveries should start next year in Q2. So what do you think? Gonna... Summer 2023. Electric uh -huh. boat? No, no, too much for me. Yeah, I want. I, I'm a. I'm an American. We have lakes here in America. You can put this in a lake. And nope, I want a pontoon boat, cheap, 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 and I want to convert one. That's what I want to do. I just want to point out, like a kind of medium priced pontoon boat, brand new, is like forty thousand dollars. So this isn't that expensive for what you're getting. Yeah, I want a used pontoon boat. Okay, that the, uh, the engine don't work. All right, and I'm just gonna put an electric system in. I would like to do that actually. All right, it's time for sunspots. So I don't think we can stress this enough. Solar is soaring. It just makes so much sense. If you have a huge nuclear fusion reactor in the sky, raining down energy to you directly every single day for free, then why wouldn't you capture that energy and use it? Now, more and more people are waking up to this every day as they see that solar is the perfect solution for clean energy and saving money. To prove my point, look at these data points. 2.9 gigawatts of installed residential solar panels in the US in 2020. 3.9 gigawatts in 2021. And now Bloomberg NEF just reported that they estimate U.S. homeowners will install 
5.6 gigawatts of solar this year. That's more than double what was installed in 2020 just two years ago. And do you know what the IEA and others predicted would be installed this year? 1.9 gigawatts. So Bloomberg is now predicting that the U.S. will install 8.3 gigawatts of solar in 2030. I wonder if that's true. I, I think I think it's going to be higher. They do this every year. We've talked about this for years. They draw the line. Oh, my God, it's going up and up and up. And now from now on, it'll just go like this. And it's like, no, it won't. It's hockey stick. It's going straight up. Can you imagine the iPhone just came out, you know, 2000, whenever. And the iPhone just came out and everyone's getting an iPhone. And oh, my gosh. But you know what? I think this is it. And people are, you know, by 20, by by 2020, we'll have 40 percent of people who have a smartphone. It's like, no, but we want to help everyone to go solar. And so we've been working with two great companies, one in Europe and one in America. If you live in Europe and are thinking of going solar, but you have questions, then reach out to our friends at Svea Solar. They are one of the largest solar companies in the world. As we speak, we are solarizing our producer's beautiful house there, Casa Castle in Marbella with Svea Solar. So if you live in Europe, Sweden, Germany, Spain, the Netherlands, Belgium, with more countries coming soon, reach out to Svea Solar at the link below and get this. We got two special offers for you for just our Now You Know viewers. You can choose to prepay your solar energy solution and get an EV charger with a 50% discount or select the pay-as-you-go solar energy solution with no upfront fees and get the first six months for free. Both offers are valid until November 1st, so don't wait. Reach out to Svea Solar today. And if you live in the U.S. and you want to get solar for your home, talk to our friends at EnergyPal. They are the solar and battery experts that help homeowners go solar for less. Take more control of your energy. Guarantee the price of power and storage costs for 20 years. Do it all online on your schedule. Heck, do it on your couch. Reach out using the link below and let them know that Zach and Jesse sent you. All right, it's time for our video contributor stories. We got two this week. Uh, first, we got AJ who sent us this story about Starlink being installed on a cruise that he took. Hey, Zach and Jesse, AJ here. I am on the Freedom of the Seas right now, getting ready to go on a vacation. And I thought you would love to see this. So I'm here on the top deck, just got on the ship and I just, had a nerdgasm here because look at what they have for internet a bunch of starlink satellites to provide internet on the ship i've done on tons of cruises and the internet has always been horrible but i just recently installed starlink at my mom's and she is really happy with it and the fact that they got this on here that's awesome so so it's one two three four five six so it's 12 of them now I've only been, I just got on the ship, so we're at the front of the ship right now, so it's 12 right now, but I'm wondering how many more they have. That's awesome. That's awesome. So, hey, airlines have been using it. Now you see the Starlink is um, available on ships, so now you know. Wow, 12? Did she make flat faces? I mean, everyone's just going to be sitting in the room watching Netflix now. <laughs> So how was your cruise? It was great. The Wi-Fi speeds were I amazing. All of Ozark. <laughs> uh, where'd you guys go? I don't know. I don't remember exactly, <laughs> but it was great. And we got Thomas, or Tesla Tom as he's known, is reporting from Germany about the EV event that they just had in Hanover, Germany. Hi, Zach and Jesse. Welcome to Hanover in Germany. This is Thomas, also known as Tesla Tom in Germany, from the Sexy Cars community. So if I show you my shirt. You can see we have that special shirt with the sexy cars and the cars is standing for Cybertruck, for the Cyberquad, for the uh, Roadster and the Semi. Here we have a quick overview of the parked cars of all the attendees from the event. This was a short example from the forum discussions. And now we can see the audience. Inside the exhibition hall, we have some body shops and tuners showing their products. I have found Timo, so this is the master of the uh, event, and uh, we have uh, got the records. Oh, Timo, what do you think about the number of cars we have in this community all together here? Maybe there are uh, nearly. 2,000 EVs on this place and I'm very glad because uh, it's a community event and not an um, event uh, from uh, any uh, um, company. company. It's yeah. a, a yeah. real community. It's really community. 
some people are in action with um, uh, good ideas uh, to bring the uh, EVs in front. And that's uh, yeah. wonderful. To make it possible in Germany. Yes. Okay, thank you very much for inventing this event. It's thank a you. great pleasure to be here and uh, I'm looking forward for this evening show. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Now you know. <laughs> Thanks Timo and Tesla Tom for doing all the work you're doing to promote EVs. All right, it's time for our Patreon bonus stories. And on Patreon this week, we've got uh, Investor Club bonus stories about Polestar, Aptera, and Tesla. We've got a bunch of Patreon bonus stories, one of which is about what a Rivian uh, recently powered. You're never going to believe this. Um, so head over to patreon.com and support us for just a buck a month to get all these Patreon bonus stories. All right, we're back from our Patreon bonus stories. It's time to give shout outs to these important people who help support us every week. Who do we got? We got Zach Gordon, Fazal Afifi, The Joshua, Charles Lufkin, Marshall Granados, John Faclides, Donald and John Whiting, and Charles Barksdale. Thank you so much for supporting us. We can't do this show without you. All right, we got two Patreon polls this week. Uh, what are they? Uh, the first one is, is Tesla going to be building a gigafactory in Quebec? What are they saying? And uh, most people said not a car gigafactory, but a battery cell factory. Oh, that um, makes sense. It's right next to a bunch of battery mines. Um, wow. And I mean, just like the jelly bean jar, I think we got a pretty accurate uh, approximation Makes here. sense. I mean, they could make cars there. Let's be they could. frank, but you know. I'm still holding out for cars. And then we got a second poll. Second poll. What's up with the battery packs? Um, <laughs> what did the people say? There was a lot of different votes. Most people definitely agree that uh, YSB equals model Y structural battery pack. A lot of people think that these are made in Giga Texas. So take that with uh, mm -hmm. what you will. A lot of other people were saying, like, can we just cool it? These are We don't know what these are. <laughs> um, there's only about 300-ish of them. This is probably just a day's production. They needed to put them somewhere. It's just fun to talk about. It now. is fun to talk about, isn't it? All right, it's time for Elon's tweets of the week. And uh, the New York Post said, Elon Musk's mother, May Musk, sleeps in the garage when visiting him in Texas. Elon says, yes, but I've done a lot with the place. So Poor May. I don't know what garage, because he lives in that little box house. It has Elon, a garage. It, Look, it could be the Starship garage for all we know, which could I, be huge. I hope it's some nice digs for her. Elon said, on advice of a good friend, I've been fasting periodically and feel healthier. The Zero Fasting app is quite good. Well, that's nice. Yeah. Getting, getting healthy. He's getting in shape. Nice. Joe Gebbia says, Western countries have begun to muster the money and political will to keep decades-old nuclear reactors from shutting down as many economies face an energy crunch. And Elon says, wise actions. So that's just, this is all in reaction to the Russian-Ukrainian conflict and geopolitics. Yeah, fun. Musk University quoted Elon, who wrote the software running in your head? Are you sure you actually want it there? And then Elon says, good to ask yourself this often. Tesla owner Silicon Valley said the scale of the Starship is insane. And Elon said it will grow by at least five to ten meters over time. Wow, so it's not big enough, huh? <laughs> and then Tesla owner Silicon Valley said, story about SpaceX from 2003. Can't believe how far they've come. Elon said, ancient times. And as AJ just told us, kick internet connection coming Royal Caribbean ships soon. Soon? It's already there. AJ just showed us. Yeah. SpaceX tweeted out Falcon 9 launches Starlink to orbit for SpaceX's sixth launch this month. That was August. Chris Zhang said, you really need to come to Giga Shanghai to see what's going on here, Elon. Elon said, I intend to do so as soon as possible. I feel like he's got some webcams there. I think he knows what's going on. He has people there. I don't think he really wants to go to China right now. Um, and then this article said eight in 10 Twitter accounts are fake, says expert. Elon says, sure, sounds higher than 5%. On a dollar per bot basis, this deal is awesome. So, of course, he's talking about the Twitter deal, um, which, wouldn't, wouldn't you know, is dragging on and on. Who would have ever told you such an amazing thing? Who could have predicted that? Tim Urban tweeted this out. It takes a Google years for a supermassive black hole to decay. How long is that? If you had an hourglass with a grain of sand for every particle in the universe and one grain fell every 10 billion years, when it ran out, you'd be less than 1% through the black hole's life. What? My brain is like, what? And so is Elon. <laughs> Elon tweeted out, Godspeed, Artemis, and that was on Saturday, the 3rd of September. But of course, 
It didn't take off. Yeah. Eric Berger said, here's my overview of today's scrub, the road ahead for the SLS rocket and the smallest element in the universe. Elon said, accurate assessment. Raptor design started out using hydrogen, but switched to methane. Ladder is best combo of high efficiency and ease of operation, in my opinion. Uh, Delta V difference, that's efficiency, between hydrogen and methane is small for most missions because methane tank is much smaller and no insulation is needed. And then Zapek said, also methane is easier to produce on Mars. Elon said, yes, also very important. And then this last tweet, which I'm really excited about. This might be the tweet of the week for me. Okay. Doge designer said, stand up is my side hustle. And that's a quote from Elon. But then he tweeted this out. Chris Rock invited me to open for one of his shows. Thanks, Chris. I will try not to flounder too much. Elon's going to open for Chris Rock? <laughs> and I mean, wow. Chris Rock, if you've been living under a rock, Pretty much at the top of his career yeah, right he's now. He's killing it right now. He's been slapped to the top of the world. <laughs> oh, wow. All right, it's time for community mail time. Community mail time. We got so many cool things coming in. Uh, we got Jacob spotted this Starlink dish at a remote animal sanctuary in Kanab, Utah. That's awesome. York says, we saw this wrap Model S parked at the destination charger at the Best Western at Settlers Point at our recent stay in Washington, Utah. It's a cool color for 108 degree weather. <laughs> oh, Chris sent us this picture of a Model Y and a Model 3 he spotted in Australia. Nice. Tim sent us these pictures. He says, we just saw the new mini concept car. The Gamescom was probably chosen because of the partnership with Pokemon. The interesting thing is the round center screen. I spoke to the promoters. It's a drivable prototype and the release is planned in two years. No specs, no price, just an oversized car toy description. Thanks, Tim. Scott says, hey, Zach and Jesse, we had Tesla Solar and Powerwall installed this summer. I'm working on a user contributor story about that. Once we had the system up and running, we got a message from Tesla saying we could sign up for the virtual power plant. Tip, we tried three separate times to sign up and we got rejected the first two times. I think it takes a while for the paperwork to get from Tesla to the utility so that eligibility can be confirmed. I got a notice last week that we had been enrolled in the VPP. And today I got a notification at about 2 p.m. that there would be a VPP event at about 5 p.m. At 5 p.m., Tesla began pulling power from our power wall, and this continued until we hit the 30% drawdown limit we had set. We have a single power wall. Here are some screenshots from the app during the event, and one showing the notification we received. One of the screenshots shows Tesla's description of the event. We think we'll be paid $2 per kilowatt hour pulled from our power wall, but we are not doing it for the money, but to encourage the utilities to support solar and home batteries. Thanks for all you do, Scott and Vidya. Thank you so much. That's an awesome community mail time. And then Lego ZEV said, Solar and Powerwall customer here and saw this in my app. I didn't see the supercharging option though. And this does look like it is for destination chargers at the moment, at least. Only station here that shows appears to be a private destination charger. If I scroll over to Europe, however, and do a search, I get a list of superchargers. So the app underpinnings appear to be there. Being here in Dallas, Texas area, I couldn't test it, of course. I am, however, getting tired of membership fees regardless of who charges them. Hmm. So this is for charging your non-Tesla. Hmm. And then Colleen says, hey, now, you know, team, my husband and daughter happened upon a new Amazon delivery van made by Rivian today in the northwest Chicago suburbs. The driver was kind enough to let them check it out and take some photos attached. He said it was only a second day driving the new van and was still getting used to the regen braking. Apparently, these Rivian vans are currently being delivered to the Palantine, Illinois, Amazon facility. Thanks for everything, Colleen. Bobby sent us this video of a bunch of Teslas on a truck on Sunrise Boulevard in Florida. Check this out. Nice. Nick says, I spotted this F-150 Lightning in Milton, Ontario, Canada, and four days later, I spotted three more Lightnings at a Ford dealership in Georgetown, Ontario, Canada. Wait, so they're just sitting there waiting for people to buy them? I thought you had to order them. <laughs> We're waiting for ours. Come on. <laughs> Ship it here. Garrett says, thanks for all you do. I'm listening to your episode right now as I spotted this Ford E-Transit electric Walmart delivery van. These are starting to crop up all over Las Vegas. Nice. And lastly, Lewis sent us these EV picks from Texas. This is at Ikea in Frisco, Texas. Recently, they replaced their Blink chargers that were dual plug with charge point single plug units. So it reduced the charging from six plugs to three, but it drops the cost from 30 cents a kilowatt hour down to 19 cents a kilowatt hour. Nice. All right, it's time for supercharge reviews. Let's see what's out there in the world. Hi, Zach and Jesse. This is Scott reporting in from the superchargers in Crystal River, Florida. There are eight version three superchargers, including one pull-in slot, very conveniently located at the rear of a Wawa. So good bathrooms, food, drink, etc. at the Wawa. 
They even have a sign that says, charging your ride? Order curbside pickup and have it delivered to your vehicle. Enter your parking space number. There is also, if I swing over this way, next door is a Taco Bell. And just beyond that is a McDonald's. Crystal River is a beautiful town on the river in Florida. I highly recommend it. And I highly recommend these superchargers in Crystal River, Florida. I give them a nine out of 10. Now you know. Jack and Jesse, we're at the Lake Geneva, Wisconsin supercharger. It has six superchargers and 150 kilowatts. It's located at the Grand Geneva Resort and Spa. There's really no other reason to come up here unless you're staying at the spa. The only amenities are a park behind us, a playground, and then the resort. Um, and tennis courts. Yeah, it's really kind of backed off the highway. Yeah. So it's hard to get to. There's two really dangerous curves over there to get to it. Which are fun to drive in your Tesla. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, we give this, what, a? Three out of 10. Three, yeah, three out of 10. Uh, now you know. Bye. Hey, Zach and Jesse. Today we're here at pretty much the brand new V3 Supercharger um, here in uh, New Paltz, New York. Uh, I'd highly, highly recommend it. Easy off the highway, right by the interstate. Uh, you got Mohonk Mountain House just a few minutes away. Um, what we did today is we did uh, the nutrition store down there by the corner, which we'd recommend for food. And then if you got to do go to the bathroom, then you go uh, you go to Tops. We found is really the only spot with a good bathroom. Uh, unfortunately, no garbage cans. Uh, and we rate this probably like a. I would say a good 8 out of 10 because easy off the highway, you got some good nutrition, uh, you got a university nearby, and uh, yeah, highly recommend. See you later, Zach and Jesse. Hi, Zach and Jesse, Mike from the rural Montana family. We are in Oregon at the Hillsboro Supercharger with our 2013 Model S with 200,000 miles on it. And we're taking it on another road trip here uh, to Seaside, Oregon. And we had to stop here and top off at this 12 stall, 250 kilowatt supercharger. There is one pull install down here. Unfortunately, it's a bad location. So if you have a trailer, you would be blocking the driveway. So that's kind of bad here. There is also uh, charge points up there behind this red Model S. There are four J1772 level two chargers there that can be used as well. I guess that's if you're shopping around here because that's what you find here. There is tons of shopping. Right over here is a Target. Um, across the street there's a Barnes and Nobles, a Starbucks, Batteries Plus, Papa Murphy's Pizza, Bed Mart. Uh, famous Footwear, Sports sports Authority, Best Buy, Ross, Michaels. I mean, there is everything right around here. Uh, bunch of restaurants, bunch, bunch, of, bunch of shopping. So a really great location. And uh, I would rate this location a 9 out of 10. Now you know. Thank you so much to everyone who has submitted those reviews. If you want to submit your own, you can head over to nowyouknowchannel.com and we have an entire Supercharger page where you can review all of the Supercharger reviews as well as upload your own. All right, what do we got for new Superchargers? We've got number nine in Ireland is the four stall in Dublin. Number 139 in Germany is the 12 stall in Regensburg, Austin Viertel, Germany. Number 12 in New Mexico is the eight stall in Socorro. You got the 12 stall in Adersville, Union Grove Road, Southeast, Georgia. Number 34 in Georgia is the 16th stall in Fort Valley, Georgia. Number 86 in Texas is the 12th stall in Dallas at South Riverfront Boulevard. The 12th stall in Memphis at Wolf Chase, Tennessee. Number 30 in Michigan is the 12th stall in Holland, Michigan. Number 23 in Wisconsin is the 12th stall in Glendale. Number 69 in New York is the 12th stall in Dobbs Ferry, New York. The 8th stall in El Dorado at Tawanda Service Plaza, Kansas. Number 12 in Kansas is the 8th stall at Big Springs, Topeka Service Plaza in Kansas. Number 105 in Florida is the 12th stall in Kendall, Florida. Number 2 in Greece is the 4th stall in Atlanti, southbound. The 8th stall in West Hollywood, California. 
Got number 18 in Tennessee, the 12 stall at Chattanooga at Hamilton Place. Number 25 in Mexico is the 4 stall at Alcapulco, Mexico. Can I just say, Mexico used to have none. That's and, true. and like now they have 25. I know, it's awesome. And number 299 in California, number 1477 in the USA, number 3647 in the world is the 19 stall in Palo Alto at Bryant Street, California. And I just want to mention, I don't think that we're seeing all the Chinese superchargers. So I think this number is actually quite higher mm. because Beijing just hit 100 in the city this week. In Beijing? Just in Beijing. Wow. And okay. I mean, according to supercharger.info, they're only at like 60. So I don't think the Chinese ones have been showing up. I think that it's uh, really hard to get that information. It really is. Yeah. Hey, and as we reach the end of the show here, I want to thank you for watching all the way through. And I just want to really thank our contributors this week, uh, especially this last few months for me. I've been going through some stuff and how you see me on the show isn't. Well, let's just say that many days it takes a lot to get my energy levels up to write and prep and film. And when we get emails and submissions from people and they thank us for what we do, I really appreciate it. I appreciate the acknowledgement. I can't tell you how much it means to me. I've taken on this job because it means the world to me. Getting to work with my son in this amazing team is a dream. And I'm getting a little choked up. Uh, getting to feel like I make a difference in the world is so satisfying. I just want to let you know that when I hear from you guys and your positive comments, I really appreciate it. Thanks for watching, everybody. We'll see you next week. Now, now you know. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.